Is Kai Havertz a good soccer player to invest in? How does his recent move to Chelsea affect his investment potential? And what of his cards should you look out for? Let's discuss. Hey guys, my name is Kilian. Super glad to have you here on the Soccer Card Investing YouTube channel. And this is my welcome to you for the first episode of the Soccer Card Investing Investment Potential Show. Today we're starting this show off with a German fellow of mine, Kai Havertz. Recently moved to Chelsea and dominated the newspapers now in the summer transfer window with his move from Leverkusen to Chelsea. And today we're talking about the investment potential of Kai Havertz. If he is a good soccer card, soccer player to invest in, in which cards you should look out for. Since this is the first episode of the show, I want to just quickly introduce you to how this is going to be structured. Um, I'm telling you about different criteria today, 10 criteria in total. We'll first start off with his recent club performance, his club recognition, his national team performance, his national team recognition, his consistency and also his injury history. We're talking about his skills, transfer rumors, his brand value and off the pitch, his PSA pop, and his historic value. So I'm gonna be giving a grade from zero to 10 to the players uh, regarding those categories. And at the end, I'm going to come up with the IPS, the investment potential score, which is basically a summary of all the categories from zero to 100 and the higher the score, obviously the higher the investment potential of this specific soccer player is. Let's get started. So to start this off with the first category, his club performance, Let's have a look on Kai Harvard's recent performances. And I would like to start this with his performances he had last year at Leverkusen because in Leverkusen in the Bundesliga, his performances were outstanding, you could say. And I think what really stands out here is that as an attacking midfielder, he scores nearly in every second game and uh, also gives a lot of assists. So he's an attacking midfielder, but so flexible in this positioning. Uh, you can see that as well here in the in the fixtures. So uh, obviously he has played in the attacking midfield. He has played as a wide wing and uh, it doesn't really matter in which position he played last year at Leverkusen. Kai Harvards definitely had a big, big impact on Leverkusen's performance in those games. And what's also outstanding for me is that at the, the end of the season, when Leverkusen's normal central forward, the number one central forward of Leverkusen last season, um, who is Kevin Forland, uh, was injured, Peter Bosch, the Leverkusen head coach, had the idea to pull him basically up and set him in the in the front position as a center forward. And what did Kai do? He scored and he scored a lot of goals. So you can see here he's really, really a clinical finisher and it doesn't really matter where he plays, Kai Harvards always delivers. Now at Chelsea, we can see uh, here in the season 2021, well, he had a good start, but not like an outstanding start, right? If you compare that, for example, to the 2018-19 season Kai Havertz had at Leverkusen, then you can see that in 34 matches in the Bundesliga, he literally scored 70 goals, which is obviously a crazy statistic, especially for an attacking midfielder. And he hasn't really proved that yet in Chelsea. I mean, it's still early in the season. I know that Frank Lampard, the Chelsea head coach, is someone who really puts a lot of trust on Kai. So I really think Kai is going to pay back soon. But for now, you 
can say, well, he has a has had a good start, but not just like that outstanding start. Of course, the expectations are really high. He just made the transfer for a record 81 million euros. There hasn't been any single player from Germany who has left the German Bundesliga for a fee that's higher than those 81 million euros. And I think it's a matter of time when Kai can really like prove his full potential. I think you already can can see that like he's really well integrated into the team already but as i said he didn't really have that top of a start and not really has proven that he can perform on that top 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 high level at Chelsea as well like he did at Leverkusen he had that one game in the EFL Cup in England against Barnsley and he scored uh, three goals I mean a hat-trick in 66 minutes which is pretty crazy but at the end it's Barnsley, right? So he really has to prove now that against the big teams like Liverpool, Man United, Manchester City, Tottenham Hotspurs, he can really show that he can perform at his highest potential in the English Premier League as well. And he hasn't done that yet from my point of view. So for now, I would give him a 9 out of 10 for his recent club performance. Talking about the second category, his club recognition. I mean, he's now at Chelsea. Chelsea is a 2012 Champions League winner. I remember that night when they won against Bayern Munich in their own stadium in Munich. Um, uh, the Premier League, the English Premier League, is arguably the biggest league in the world. There are a lot of eyeballs now on him that can't really be compared to Germany, where I think the media attention is a bit lower compared to England. Um, you have already the plus as well that Chelsea is qualified for the Champions League. So that's a huge factor, obviously. And Frank Lampard as a coach is really some coach that has some kind of glamour because he was a successful professional soccer player as well uh, only a few years ago. So that for me is definitely a 10 out of 10 for his club recognition. Talking about the third category, his national team performance. Well, you could say that Kai Havertz is now a regular starter in the German national team, but I would say he's not yet a key player. Like in total, you can see that he has had only 10 appearances so far. Of course, he's a very, very young, young player and you don't have so many national games in a whole year. And I think even though he's not yet a key, key player, it's already clear that Germany puts a lot of hope in this guy. He's probably the player with the highest potential in the whole German national team squad. I think Jogi Löw, the German head coach, knows this very well and puts him in his best positions. And for example, to be compared against uh, his national competition, which would be, for example, Marco Reus in his position as an attacking midfielder. I would say right now he's probably ranking above Marco Reus. And that's obviously, of course, as well, because uh, Reus is quite injury prone and couldn't really play a lot of games recently. But yeah, in total, I think the German national team is still in kind of a transition phase and hasn't really found his key role yet and his key players yet. The Euro 2021, if it happens, God bless, uh, will show his role in the team. So for now, I would give him an 8 out of 10 for the category national team performance. Fourth category is the national team recognition. And I think that's a pretty clear one as well. Uh, he's a German national player and of course Germany is the world champion 2014 and even though I said that Germany is still in some kind of a transition phase 
I think it's pretty clear that for next year, for the Euro 2021, Germany is one of the favorite nations to win the cup. So I think this is a pretty clear one as well. For his national team recognition, I would rate Kai Havertz a 10 out of 10. In the fifth category, let's talk about Kai Havertz consistency. And for me, Kai Havertz is really like the consistency in person. He's a player who can easily play 40, 50 matches um, a season on really the top, top level. He has to prove that now uh, at Chelsea as well. But performing on such a high level at such a low age at Leverkusen already in the last years. And they also played in the Champions League and the Europe League as well. Not only the Bundesliga, he has proven that he's really some really, really consistent player. And looking at his injury history, for example, as well, you can see no real injuries in the last years. So he doesn't really have an injury history at all. So I would rate Kai Havertz 10 out of 10 for his consistency. Category six, let's talk about Kai Havertz's skills and his style of play. Well, Kai Havertz is definitely a special player. Now that he came to England, I see many people in social media like ranting around him, like why isn't he scoring? Why isn't that guy um, doing so many assists? And you have to understand that Kai Havertz, he's not really the type of person who necessarily scores a lot of goals, even though he did that in the past at Leverkusen, but he's more of a kind of player that really creates chances as well. But you gotta understand that Kai Havertz is a player that probably his number one characteristic is that he's an intelligent player. Kai Havertz is the type of player who makes his teammates better. And I've seen some comments as well on social media from Chelsea fans comparing him to Michael Balak. And that's, I mean, it's kind of obvious because Michael Balak, another German player who also played for Chelsea in the past, um, they look kind of similar as well. But to be honest, I think uh, from, his, from his playing style, Kai is really different. Like Kai is really like a... a technically gifted player and you see uh, how flexible he is as well when Peter Bosch at Leverkusen decided to put him up front in a central forward position he delivered as well so that really shows like how flexible he is he already scored a lot of headers um, in that in that season when he played as a central forward for Leverkusen and I think Kai is a player who has great value for the team but he's not really like the guy who makes the big headlines, right? His style of play, even though he's a baller, his style of play is not that spectacular. Like he doesn't like really like the one-on-one, -on -one, um, for example, like Jaden Sancho does. He's not really that strong in the one-on-one -on -one dribbling like it's Jaden Sancho. And also wouldn't really be the type of player who scores on the consistent, consistent basis, but like really scoring, 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 like uh, Robert Lewandowski does, for example. So you can see he's a really gifted and special player, but maybe not that spectacular from a fan point of view. So that's why I would give Kai Havertz a 9 out of 10 for his skill set rating. Category number 7, we're talking about transfer rumors. So Kai just made the move, a huge one. He just had a huge transfer from uh, Bayer Leverkusen, from the German Bundesliga to Chelsea London, to the Premier League. And I mean, that really pushed his value in summer. So obviously there are no rumors right now at all. But Kai Havertz is a type of player and at that age he can really go to any club in the world. So last summer, for example, there was Real Madrid and uh, Barcelona 
also interested in him. Not only Chelsea, Chelsea uh, at the end had the luck to be able to sign him, but he could basically move and uh, move on and, and change his career path to any other top, top, top class um, team in the world. So even though there are no rumors at all right now, due to the fact that both Real Madrid and Barcelona have been interested in him, and I guess that interest hasn't stopped. They still have it in their notebooks probably. I would rate him a three out of 10 in this category because it's really, really possible that in the future he's making a move to even a bigger team than Chelsea is. Category eight, let's talk about his brand value and especially his value off the pitch. So for me, Kai Havertz seems like a really super calm guy. Uh, there's also a documentary movie on him uh, on the Bayer Leverkusen YouTube channel, highly, highly recommended. He seems a bit media shy to me, for example, when he's giving interviews. You see he's confident and he's comfortable uh, on camera, but still for me personally, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who's there for the big, big marketing campaigns. But still, you have to say though that he's a Nike athlete, an official Nike athlete. And due to the fact that Chelsea's official sponsor is also Nike, that could potentially put him in some big spotlight. So all in all, I would rate him a six out of 10 for his brand value. Category nine, let's look at his PSA pop for his most popular cards. So the first card I would like to emphasize here is his 2018 Topps Bundesliga Chrome. And on PSA, you can see there are 109 base cards graded, out of which 66 are PSA 10 and 40 are PSA 9. Also another popular Kai Havertz card is his 2018 Panini Donruss where you can see on PSA that there are 74 base cards graded, all of which 52 are PSA 10 and 21 are PSA 9. So all in all, I would say that those population reports are pretty, pretty low. A lot of potential for soccer card investors in that sense. So I would give a straight 10 out of 10 for his PSA pop category, since there's not really much supply for graded Kai Havertz cards. Now that we have looked on the supply side of the po most popular Kai Havertz cards, let's see as well, what does the demand say? And for that, let's analyze the 10th category, his historic value. So for his 2018 Topps Bundesliga Chrome PSA 10 base card, you can see that currently this card is selling at around $210. And you can also see that talking about his historic value in early September, this card was selling at around $435, $450. So that's obviously the effect of the hype that was around Kai Havertz when he made his move to Chelsea. And that currently dipped a bit like the sports cards market in general. And the same thing is true for his 2018 Panini Donruss card, which is currently selling at a price of $177 more or less. And in early September, you can see as well that this card was selling at $360 to $485. So yeah, you can see that especially for the Panini Donruss, there was values up to three times as high um, as his current card value. And for the Topps Bundesliga Chrome as well, twice as high the value in early September. Uh, compared to his current value. So considering his historic value and the current price he's selling, you can see there is some financial upside possible, but still those kind of returns like two times, three times 
are possible with other cards as well currently. So that's nothing like really, really spectacular in that sense. So in total, I would rate Kai Harvard's historic value a five out of 10. So to sum up calculating all those categories together, you can see that Kai Harvard's is scoring an IPS and investment potential score of 80 out of 100, which is pretty, pretty strong. If you're convinced that you wanna invest in Kai Harvard's, which cards should you have a look on? So talking about Kai Harvard's rookie card, I would say that his true, true rookie card, like really the first card that is available of Kai Harvard's in a professional competition is this 2016-17 Topps Bundesliga Match Attacks extra card. Um, but you can see as well that on eBay, for example, this card is selling at around $30 right now. And there's not really a whole lot of demand behind that card. Also, you can see on the PSA Pop Reaper, there's not a single Kai Harvard's true rookie card graded. And on the other hand, there are the two cards I already mentioned, the 2018 Topps Bundesliga Chrome and the 2018 Panini Donruss that really have already proven their demand. And I would say that those are the safer investments for you if you're looking for a Kai Harvard's investment. Considering here as well that for the 2018 Panini Donruss, the optic version is selling at a higher price point due to the lower pop count. So now that we have analyzed Kai Harvard's and he scored an IPS of 80, what do you think? Is Kai Havertz a soccer player you will invest in? Do you believe in the German for Chelsea's future and also for the future of the German national team? Will he probably win the Premier League this season? Will he win the Champions League with Chelsea maybe? How far is he going to reach uh, in the Euro 2021 with the German national team. What do you think? Let me know down below in the comments and I would also be very, very interested in knowing your opinion on the format of this show. Is this of value for you? Let me know what else would you like to see on this channel? How can I provide value for you as a soccer card investor or aspiring soccer card investor? And of course, you can also comment down below with a player you would like me to review next. Thank you so much for watching and don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you want to make educated investment decisions on soccer cards. See you next time.